I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show. Charlie was with us uh, this afternoon and we had a chat with Jim White, not that one, the one from the Telegraph. <laughs> and we talked, uh, well, we talked about pipes. And we also talked about uh, Jesse Lingard and the job he's doing. Jim's a Manchester United fan. We wanted to... Get his take we on had it. had Yiri Hosek on. Yeah, he that's has some right. stuff to say about Leicester City. He's gone in both barrels, hasn't he, Paul? He has, yes. They, uh, Slavia Prague, he was doing some work for them, uh, the Czech journalist, and he wrote some interesting stuff about some of the Leicester players, which we uh, we chatted about. We had a bit of a chat about yeah, various things, didn't we? we got I the don't know if any pancakes or pancake footballers without getting in. I don't know, Oh, yeah, Paul. they'll get in. We'll find they'll out. Get in, Make up your own, if not. Here they are. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good to see you. Good afternoon. Good to see you too. Jesse Lingard, Paul. It's going well, isn't he? He's he's like a man possessed, isn't he? He is. A point to prove. How has he kept so fit? Yeah. Has he had a proper pre-season or anything? Or has he just... Just well, he turned he up, doing, running around it. the park. I mean, look. I mean, he was still training. I mean, he wasn't ostracised. <laughs> I know. They but didn't you lock know, him in a cupboard. He hadn't played for a while, has no, he? You know, no, they he... always say game time, yeah. match games, harder to play than than, than train. But, but everyone always goes, "Oh, good for the young man." He's twenty eight or something. He's twenty seven, twenty eight. He looks younger. He's thirty six. No, yeah, he's, he's nearly fifty four. <laughs> we'll um, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Jim White's yes. going to join us from the Telegraph and Manchester United. Face. Uh, I think I would have found that it was interesting. Darren Bent was saying a little while ago, on I think. On breakfast that you know the reason that Deli Ali didn't go to PSG was it could have been embarrassing for Tottenham and it's kind of a little bit embarrassing yeah. for Manchester United because you'd like to think oh it's great he's going to prove it at West Ham he's going to come back and he'll be the player he was or maybe he won't maybe you'll like it it's he might West be a Ham Hammers so legend yeah he could it be. might be how it is you know he's, he's turned up and he's and he's he's given the team the energy yeah. that they need yeah. you and know, they did that without Antonio trying to take the penalty last night and all that and well, look I don't always look forward to West um, the West Ham Spurs game anyway because they've got a knack of ruining it for us but um, that's going to be tough Tottenham have got them on Sunday lunchtime yeah. at their place it's going to be a tough game they're playing very very it's well it's almost like David Moyes it's almost like giving an experienced manager enough time to do the job he wants to do yeah. is a good idea at a football club yeah well it's I know <laughs> it's, it's bold it's bold anyway w- uh, the worst job you ever had within oh, yeah. reason as long as it wasn't with Jane Mansfield in the Derek and Clive envelope <laughs> um, this was now this would have been done in this building because this appeared in the sun and uh, they had a, a piece yesterday in the paper it said the BBC hit drama the serpent saw 220 cigarettes smoked in 8 episodes a rate of 1 almost uh, every 2 minutes it starred Jenna Coleman 34 who plays uh, I don't want to ruin it for you um, she was the um, 
yeah, she was the biggest puffer with 47 cigs, Ooh. apparently. Chain-smoking Dutch diplomat, Herman, um, he went through uh, 35, um, and the other characters, 17. So what, what I'm getting at is yeah. th- the worky, the, the workplacement person, they were saying... Somebody in the in the office would have said, they're smoking a lot of fags in the serpent, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. Blimey, you don't often see that. But I it, wonder how many. And they've said, uh, where's the work placement person? Uh, Chris, <laughs> just, yeah. Um, well, I want you, will you watch the serpent back for us? And every time... T- t- Fags and who's smoking the fags? It's a new, new style, dr- new style drinking game, isn't they, it? For, for students, probably, every time they have one, you have one. They probably were thinking, you know, I'll get in there, I'll get in there, and I'll, I'll you know, could be Pulitzers all round. Yeah. But the fir- they'll look back on that first gig and they go on to become, <laughs> you know, whatever they're in the New York Times or whatever. They'll look back on that first gig when they had to watch every episode of The Serpent for people smoking cigarettes. It's not a great job, but, you know, if they want to be in the industry, Paul, they've got to, they've got to yeah. settle down and just get into it and do That's it. That's right. So you know? I'm just interested to know about it. They can be in sport or, or without, but that, that, I don't think it would be the worst job you ever had. I mean, it's not going down a mine or anything, for goodness sake. It's, <laughs> it's not life-threatening, but it's an odd thing. You, if you go into a place like that, you'd mm. have certain expectations of what the role would be, and it probably wouldn't be counting the amount of fags that the cast no. of a BBC drama I, uh, smoke. I work at Devon Desserts once Did for, you really? a, for a Easter holiday job. Nice. Um, and it wasn't just desserts, Paul. They branched out. <laughs> wasn't just desserts. <laughs> okay. Quiche as well. They did okay. quiche. I had one job where I had to mix by hand mm. a vat of Christmas pudding mixture. Did you have like, a glove? A glove. One glove. Well, one Michael glove. Jackson. <laughs> One job. What are you, Bob Marley? What are you doing? We're going to start singing. (laughs) Let's get together and we'll feel all right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That was one job. And then I did all right at that. So they put me on putting tomatoes. How could you have messed it up? I mean, I suppose you could have done. (laughs) Listen, the job was going. So somebody's obviously been removed. Did you put the sixpence in or (laughs) it doesn't work like that? Yeah. It was no, it was a a vat. It was like, you know, Devon desserts. So it was was desserts for the whole of Devon. For the whole of Devon. (laughs) So it was Christmas pudding. None for Cornwall. I take it. None, no, no none way. absolutely none not. None cross the border. <laughs> they put the fruit in a different way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then we had to do quiches. I got, oh, yeah. got I succeeded. And the quiche, my quiche job was to put they two... Give you, they give you a different glove for quiches, do they? Just, they do. Different they do. glove, yeah. They do. Uh, I love it when a flan comes together. Hey. Um, <laughs> God, dear me. More of that in a moment. Tomatoes. In the middle. Two tomatoes on each quiche as they went by. Wow. Which, which you'd think was easy. Oh, I'll tell you what. I lost track of that pretty quickly. Both in They'd the middle. go by, you'd be doing the other one, you'd have to... Oh, it's and a tough job. Does it slow, does it no, slow no, up? It's conveyor some... belt. It's, got, it's moved on, ball. It's like modern it's... times, the old Chaplin movie. <laughs> it's unbelievable there. Yeah. So if you had a terrible quiche in about 1995, 96 in, <laughs> the, in the Devon of, area... Some, somebody has gone, remember that quiche we had there? <laughs> one piece of tomato when we were... Yeah. So, Half a tomato on it. That Charlie, bit, that <laughs> Charlie Baker. And a bit of Christmas pudding. Be waiting outside for you later on. They found some old synthetic glove yes. in their Christmas pudding. What's this? Had to send a £5 voucher. That's lucky, that is. I had a mate who um, I did some terrible holiday job, and one of the boys also did it. We were trying to raise some money to go away somewhere. And he worked in a pickle factory. All right. And even though he was wearing...
wearing a glove. Oh, no. He'd go in and obviously they turn the machinery off first. He'd be whicking all the blockages out of the Oof. the Piccadilly machine, and uh, he had a hand like Homer Simpson. <laughs> it basically it went right proper yellow hand. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He'd, he'd go out for the evening as a sort of young man. They say, "What's wrong with your mate? Why has he got a yellow hand? He's got a marigold on." It was quite the t- it was quite the talking <laughs> point though. Yeah, here he comes, old yellow hand. So anyway, what was the worst job you yes. ever had? Uh, within reason, of course, and we realised watching a BBC drama is not particularly tough. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J. It would be at this point normally uh, on Shrove Tuesday that we cross to Ashbourne in Derbyshire. Of course. Because the upwards and downers Shrove Tide Tuesday football match would yeah. be taking place, and Andy Smart would be in the He'd middle. Be in of, the middle is of it there. the hug? They Black call it. Eye. I should know all the Black terms eye the lot. But he would be in there, mm. and he would record it, and they'd, and it's a fantastic thing. But as Andy's been saying, not this year. Certainly. Not exactly social distance, is it? No, it's such a great shame, but uh, I'm sure Andy will be back there next year uh, for us. But yeah, we'll be missing the old Shrove Tide Tuesday. But Charlie, you just said to you, me before exactly, the show. Exactly, you didn't want to do it, Paul, but well, I think it's a winner. I think the trouble is you've been working with Max Rushton for too long. Because <laughs> you said, you just said... Well, speaking of worst jobs we've ever had, yeah. <laughs> you turned around and you went to me... What about pancake footballers, Come Paul? on. I said, oh, come on, well, Charlie. You, and said, then... I said, save it for the weekend. <laughs> and then... Pancake You came up straight away, set batter. Set batter. I mean, we're not going to... I don't think anyone's going to do better than set batter. I think they, they probably uh, are. You know, I had a, oh, a talking United player, Connor Lemon Juice Evans. Yeah. He was very, very nice. Uh, Tim Flower, we do you, had... Do you want to do this? <laughs> of course. People will want to do it, Paul. They love pancake footballers. It is pancake day, then. Go on, then. Just uh, just a humour. I'd say save it for the weekend, <laughs> but then, obviously, it's an anniversary, isn't it? We have Exactly. We've said it on air now, people will want to do it. Pancake football is 81089. Okay, yeah, com. text 81089, tweet to TSHNJ, J with details of those quirky little jobs. Maybe it was a situation where you, you had this picture in your mind of what the job would entail, and it didn't quite it didn't quite pan out that way. So uh, let us know this afternoon. We look forward to uh, getting your yarns, and indeed, if you must, your pancake footballers. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Uh, we mentioned earlier on that uh, somebody, a work placement, we're guessing, was uh, asked to plough through every episode of The Serpent for a newspaper feature to tell us who smoked uh, how many <laughs> cigarettes, because that's been the thing, the amount of cigarettes smoked yeah. in that well, you series. Don't see, it doesn't happen anymore, does it, Paul? You don't see it. You don't see it. You don't see it anymore. All the old Disney films yeah. for kids, watch, watch with my little... Although I did see... Watch with my little girl, they're all smoking on pipes and everything's like a pipe and a cigar, a big mouse smoking a cigar, whatever. <laughs> Funny <laughs> you should say... Pipes. I saw a picture today. A Leeds fan sent out a picture of Jimmy Armfield and Don Howe on the bench. And Jimmy's got a pipe on. <laughs> he's got a pipe oh, going. Yeah. But the, more managers, because Harold Wilson used to use it as a chance to buy him. They'd ask, say, so what are you going to do about the economy? And he'd so give him a couple of seconds yeah. thinking time. So, if, you know, you've lost 5 0 in a game. And they say, you know, Sean, uh, if say Sean Dyche, and not yeah. they're going to. But, you know, say, Sean, how's it feel? 5 0, you know. What, yeah. <laughs> just gives you that couple of just puffing on the old pipe. If, if like Thomas Tuchel's come over and he's had a yeah. great start, hasn't he? If he, he turned up with a big pipe on, I'd everyone would have gone. It's the pipe. I see him with Thomas Tuchel. I see him. Don't know why. One of those very small kind of Northern European pipes. That's do you know what? Like <laughs> oh, the yeah, Dutch a little clay pipe. The Dutch uh, used yeah, to smoke those tiny little, little tiny little, tiny little, little, little yeah, barely yeah. get any. To, anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, Jesse Lingard's ripping it up for uh, West Ham. What does it feel like as a Manchester United fan to watch that? Or you kind of. Are you thinking, that's our boy? Or are you thinking, why is he not doing that for us? Let's find out now as we chat to uh, Manchester United fan and uh, Daily Telegraph journalist Jim White. Good afternoon, Jim. 
Paul, just put my pipe aside. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to. You're yeah, emptying the bowl. Just tap it. Just tapping the bowl. Yeah, that's yeah, marvellous. It's going it to be a couple of seconds. I that's, that. Let's bring back the pipe. To uh, oh, it would yeah. be great, wouldn't it? You'd need one of the. You'd need Pep. Oh, you can't see Pipe Guardiola. Yeah. There's your headline. Pipe, pipe, pipe Guardiola. You need one of the cutting edge or Scotty Parker. Which are... Yeah, I'm sorry, Roy Hodgson on a pipe. Oh, yeah, oh, I love that. That. That's big different. Sherlock Holmes pipes. Yeah. <laughs> that would this be... is a two-pipe problem. Is it a meerschaum or is that the hat? I can't remember what it is. Anyway, you, we'll move on. Uh, Listen Jim... to the talk pipe. Yeah, <laughs> talk pipe. What's, um, what is it like to watch Jesse Lingard at the moment? Is it frustrating or have you got this kind of paternal thing going on? depends which side of the uh, Jesse Lingard divide you're on. I mean, he's been the, the kind of kicking post for so many online United fans for the last couple of seasons uh, that they wash their hands of him and, and disregard him. And I think match-going fans who saw what a great player he could be back then are rather delighted for him because he's been through very difficult, dark times. What's been obvious uh, in his revival uh, at West Ham is he kept himself fit. I mean, incredible. He's barely played. Yeah. Hmm. Does he carry the drink? I don't know. They don't have that in football, do they? No. Uh, he's, not even, he's not even the man carrying the drinks. He's not even been on the bench. And yet he's hit the ground running with uh, West Ham. That's what he always does, of course. He hmm. is. I mean, if you're... You watch a match that Jesse Lingard is on. He runs further than anybody. He's always on the move. That was part of his of, of his great quality. The trouble was between sort of December 2018 and, and, and July 2020, he was doing a lot of running. The, the problem came when the ball arrived at his feet. <laughs> Nothing happened. And he looks like he's playing with a smile on his face is the thing. And he just, just seems to have a... He just seems to want to... Prove to people well, he's that he's still confident. got it. He's confident, like yeah. trying to grab the ball off, the off his last captain night. last night. You know, his yeah. current captain, isn't it, Rice? And you just go that that confidence can. It seems to be dragging West Ham forward as well, and they're having a good season anyway. Yeah, it's it looks as though it's a, a brilliant move by uh, uh, West Ham to get him in. You know, mm. David Moyes knew him uh, from his time at, at United, although he wasn't a first team player at the time. He was the big noise in the in the junior team when uh, mm. Moyes was there. Knows what an enthusiast he is. Uh, everyone at United, anyone who's involved at United, loves Jesse Lingard because he's he's fun to have around. I think he gives a kind of lift. Uh, to to the team, he's you know the the lady behind the reception desk loves Jesse Lingard hmm. because he's so nice and sweet and bubbly, um, and I, I think so. Everybody at United is is enthused, but I don't think anybody at United could make the argument that Jesse Lingard should have been in the first team. Hmm. That's the difficulty. I think if you look at right, so we go back to 2018 World Cup semi final England team. There's John Stones. There's Deli Alley. And there's Jesse Lingard. Mm. You think those three are going to be the future? Yeah. By the start of this season, none of them are playing for their first elevens. Uh, mm. And John Stones has completely revived himself back yeah. in the team for Man Looks great. Deli Ali, the Spurs fans blame Jose for that, don't they? Basically, if you speak to a Spurs fan, they'll say Deli should be in the team. It's Jose's fault. Get him in the team. I think with Jesse Lingard, I don't think you would find many United fans who would say, yeah put him in the team ahead of Bruno Fernandes. I, I, I think his time has come at United. The interesting thing is that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said, let's give him a loan period, then bring him back, and hopefully he can re-establish himself as a United fan, and, uh, as a United player. Mm. And I was thinking, has that 
that ever happened? I know that junior players go on loan. Yeah. And, and you know, Harry Kane, for instance, uh, went away on loan and came back and became a, a, a Tottenham legend. Mm. I said, I'm for a super, I can't think that you go away on loan and then come back and re-establish yourself. No, that's a I very good point. No, yeah. The Brighton yeah, the bright White, Ben White. Yeah, ben White. Uh, well, Leeds, I suppose he, yeah. he's not he's not a player who's playing for England and was no. you know it's often when they go they tend not to come back. And I was saying earlier on, like Darren Bent was saying on on the station on breakfast that it, it, it's, Tottenham probably didn't let Deli Ali go because it's a bit embarrassing. Had he gone there, he almost certainly under Pochettino would have got game time, played with the sort of confidence we're seeing Jesse Lingard play with. It's a bit embarrassing uh, to let a player go, especially when you're not completely at it as a club like Tottenham aren't. And you could argue, you know, Manchester United could be doing with this version of Jesse Lingard in the team. Playing as he is for West Ham, he probably would get in the team at the moment, wouldn't he? Well, that's the interesting question. Is this a, a, the mistake of the management? You know, had they not noticed? Clearly, uh, I, I've read an article uh, 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 with him where he said that he spent the summer determined to get back in the first team and he was incredibly fit. He was winning all the bleak tests or whatever they have um, to test fitness at the start of the season, was doing well. Used three times in cup competition mm-hmm. and basically he didn't knock down any doors on 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 those you know he, he he never really looked like the jesse lingard back in when he scored that screamer of a winner for manchester united in the fa cup final in 2016 he never really got back to that yeah and um, and so you know it's a i i actually think it's a you're right paul i think it's a generous thing of of Solskjaer to do because there is a risk involved that someone's going to embarrass you but i think Solskjaer is thinking no Let's get him out there, and maybe we can bring him back. Yeah, it could, yeah. Be, it could be a case of him calling his bluff almost. Like if he does feel that comfortable around the club, you know, maybe his feet are under the table a bit too much, and he needs to, they need to call his bluff and say, "Look, you go. Actually, you can have and prove it." Like, oh, oh, right, they have sent me here. You know, yeah. Might, you know, I think uh, I shock yeah. him into a, shock him into some performances. I mean, you think West Ham? I don't know if it's with a with an option to buy. They never tell you the details of these contracts. What normally happens is people turn up on loan. This is what happens at Torquay anyway. People turn up on loan. <laughs> they're unbelievable. Yeah. And they go back to their clubs and then we get them on a free and then they're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> that's the da- that's always the danger. That's always what happens. That's always the danger. So, uh, that's yeah. the Torquay methodology. That's the yeah, Torquay I mean, way. That's, you know, <laughs> they talk it's... about Guardiola's philosophy. Damn yeah. Torquay, they've got... <laughs> How we do it at Playmore, Jim? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, Champions League this week, which means Europa League this week yes. as well. And uh, Slavia Prague uh, versus Liverpool. Uh, sorry, Liverpool versus Leicester on <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Liverpool fans think, blimey, got enough games and enough injuries not played Tuesday and Thursday. Well. Slavia Prague, Leicester on uh, on Thursday at uh, five to six. And a fairly bizarre story has emerged from uh, Prague uh, involving, uh, they say, the we'll get all the chapter and verse on the story now, but apparently the in-house TV station have had some interesting things to say about Leicester as a place. Oh, okay. okay. A city you wouldn't want to live. Shots fired, is it, Paul? Well, it looks like it. And uh, some very bizarre uh, comments about um, (laughs) Kasper Schmeichel, the goalkeeper, who apparently... Um, is looking a bit porky and uh, wears a corset. That's what I'm they're really saying, sure. is it? Yeah, just fighting talk, it, isn't it? Shapewear or a corset, Paul? There is a difference, I think. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Um, it's apparently the person behind it is a journalist and broadcaster. Uh, Yuri Hoshek joins us now. Good afternoon, Yuri. Uh, good afternoon. Good well, to be with you. Yeah, so it's, well, I've kind of explained everything. So, it, look, it's an interesting theory. Well, we've not noticed the corset on Cashbus uh, Michael. The club haven't denied it. Maybe they don't really feel they need to. But uh, where does this theory come from? It's not a theory. And, and this is actually <laughs> something that was publicly said by the great uh, Petr Cech, uh, I think, uh, a couple of uh, seasons ago. So mm. this is really not a theory and this is based probably on his uh, on his own uh, own experience so uh, but i think this whole fuzz about it uh, seems to be a bit a bit exaggerated uh, yeah. if if we take into consideration just the uh, the sun story it does feel it does feel quite tongue in cheek and quite light hearted yeah. what you did so um I, I take that was it really it was just a bit of fun was it uh well, it definitely did not mean any any uh, body shaming or weight shaming as mm. such. And also, I put it in perspective with uh, Slavia's coach, uh, Mr. Trpišovski, who puts a lot of emphasis on on fitness of of his players. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to be honest, uh, look at uh, I think I think Kasper Schmeichel actually lost a couple of pounds in <laughs> in the past couple of seasons, but. Uh, he was really at one stage of his career a bit chubby, as if I may use this word, <laughs> uh, if it's not if it's not forbidden on talk radio. No, you're okay. And yeah, and I am I am I am I'm absolutely sure that under under uh, Mr. Tepishovsky, uh, you know, if, if he would be a Slavia Prague player, he would give him some uh, some mm. tough time. 
We point you in the direction of a goalkeeper called Kevin Pressman. Yes. Who <laughs> uh, was built more for comfort than... Uh, yes. But no, a fantastic ne- keeper. Neville, but, Neville Southall's but, later career, can yeah, I can point you in that? Big in that Nev, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a, a little bit of a covering, as uh, so many great yeah. goalkeepers have. Um, exactly, and, 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 and one more point. I mean, you know, uh, wearing corset. I mean, I, I'm wearing corset for sport after having a, a back injury, so, I mean, huh. uh, it's not a shame. <laughs> Uh, you, sp- you, you obviously speak very good English. I understand from looking at your social media, you're, you follow Spurs as a club uh, here. I mean, do, uh, do you know this country pretty well and, and English football pretty well? I do. I, I used to serve for more than five years as a, as London correspondent and uh, did cover a fair enough amount of sports and including football. So uh, the answer is yes. Okay, and uh, Slavia going pretty well at the moment. Yeah. I was looking up there; they they're top of the league, aren't they? And they're they're going pretty well. So it won't be an easy game against. Uh, it won't be an easy game for Leicester, should I say? I think so. Uh, when I learned about the draw, it felt like uh, sixty-five to thirty-five percent in in favor of Leicester. But uh, with uh, the, the the kickoff of the first leg now approaching, and I can see a couple of circumstances which uh, actually gives Slavia uh, a fair chance. And and first probably would be this immensely tight schedule that Leicester is having, playing really very, very difficult games every three uh, every three days, basically. Uh, it's a lot easier for Slavia out here in the Czech Republic. So really, they, they have a, a, a very concentrated preparation. And for Slavia, undoubtedly, this is the game of the season so far. So a lot of concentration on that. And also uh, take into consideration these very special pandemic conditions. Uh, unlike some of the fixtures of, of Chelsea or Liverpool, this game will not be played in Budapest or Bucharest. It will be held in Prague. Mm-hmm. But Leicester players can only spend maximum of 24 hours in the Czech Republic. So it will be really a hop on, hop off, a lot of testing. They will be completely isolated. Only plane, bus, uh, hotel, pitch, training, game, and and go back, which is not easy. And... Uh, and also, if I look out of the window, it's uh, 20 centimeters snow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was it was minus 13 yesterday in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the, the weather will improve in the next 48 hours, so it will get considerably warmer. But still, I think it, it is a factor. So um, I think Slavia is there. Uh, with a chance, uh, but Leicester still clearly a favourite. Oh, yeah. Gloves and tights for Jamie Vardy then, and oh, nice. many of the boys, I would imagine, tomorrow night. And yeah. a corset. Yeah. Yeah. Gloves, night, tights, and a corset. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I've more, spent more, a couple of corsets. weekends away in Europe, corsets, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like you're, it's like you're on that boys' weekend again to Prague, isn't it? <laughs> it but is a beautiful city. I've, oh, I've spent is. a couple of weekends. They're absolutely beautiful city. Um, how has it been there with, I'm assuming, no, no tourists and, and during lockdown? It's uh, completely the spirit is uh, is gone, and mm. the city center is is basically empty. The hotels are are shut, with very very few exceptions. If you see the the figures of the current pandemic wave, they're really really grim. Uh, we did very very well as a country in in spring two thousand twenty, mm-hmm. and then somehow we we got things wrong. So. Uh, the top leagues in individual sports are still being played, but like kids don't go to schools and they they do not go to training sessions. And uh, it it has been like this pretty much since late October, early November. So yeah. uh, 
people are losing patience as they are pretty much everywhere in the world. Yeah. Of course. Just a quick one on Tottenham. You're a Spurs fan over there in, in, uh -huh. in the Czech Republic. So um, are you right behind Jose still, Yuri, or how are you feeling about it? Oh, look, uh, lost a, a fair enough, uh, you know, a, a lot of trust in, in Jose, I must say. And and there are quite a few things I'm, I'm, I blame him for. But still, you know, if he if, if the club would, would would need to pay him some 35 million pounds in, in in wages should should Jose be sacked in in the morning or next couple of days hmm. this is clearly something probably Spurs cannot afford in the moment uh you know these gossips about Julian Nagelsmann uh, taking over in summer that looks really nice and promising uh I, I would be a big fan of, of Julian Nagelsmann but still you know, you have a couple of months to go. Uh, Spurs can still win, uh, you know, the League Cup, mm. although they play City in the final. So, you know, the season is is not gone yet. And and also they, they do not trail top four by, by a lot of points. So I, I still think they can turn things right. But last couple of weeks have been really, really awful for yeah. for Spurs fan. Mm. Certainly have. Uh, Yuri, good to talk to you. Thanks, I'm sure they forgive you in Leicester. They know that you're just having a bit of fun. So thank you very much for joining <laughs> us. Pleasure, pleasure, anytime. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Earlier on, Charlie said, let's have your pancake footballers. And Why not? We weren't not? sure, but you, you've, you've embraced it. <laughs> um, listening to uh, Declan Swans there, DJ says, are you going to be interviewing Fryan Reynolds oh. on Pancake? Day about Rex. I wish we'd never done it because you know, of that you know, one. You know, you know, I suppose you. Yeah, I suppose you do. Yeah. You do fry a pancake, um, don't you? Uh, what very else easy. Very easy to make pancakes, Paul. If anyone's listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they haven't got scales or anything like that. All you need is a cup, one cup of flour, mm. one cup of milk, one egg, bang. Bang. Mix, mix it. Bang. Talking mix of bang. it all up. Little sprinkle of salt in it. Boosh. Alan Brazil has done a beautiful how-to video. He's just videoed himself he? at home with Big Alan making an omelette. An omelette on no, pancake no, day. Well, no, it's, well <laughs> it looks like an omelette. He does actually say that at the end. It looks more like an omelette. It shows you how to but do it without cracking an egg. He cuts away. <laughs> he cuts away before, obviously, he puts half a bottle of brandy on it for the floor, <laughs> for the flambe, where it becomes a a, a liqueur crepe. And uh, the moose has been marking um, pancake day oh, yeah. with his tuna pancakes oh. for breakfast. <laughs> the tuna pancake for breakfast. It's fine in this building, isn't it? But in the old oh, building. Yeah. He used to say, wow, it used he to got really, his tuna used in to the really microwave. get around. <laughs> got his tuna in the microwave and none of the windows would open. It wasn't great. Yeah, we are. Um, Darren Lent says, uh, we're not strictly Darren pancakes. Uh, Robert Lemonofsky says, Mark uh, Zest Fabregas. Very good, Mr. Silly. Yeah, the Cray Parlour. And commentating, of course, it says Mark Coates, Sam Batterface. Ah, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is quite I think good. we can draw a line under it now. I think I think we even Blummy, if you're bored with it, we have got a problem. <laughs> I'm not bored with it. I just think we've peaked. We peaked at Jeff Hurst, to yeah. be honest. Okay. That was as good. That and Set, set Batter was as good as set, it was. I think Set Batterface is right up there with the best of them. <laughs> very, very So good. thank you for all of those yes. this afternoon. You can keep telling us about the worst job you ever had. 
after some uh, poor um, work placement person had to watch all of the serpent back on the BBC <laughs> yes. and do a head count of the people who were smoking certain cigarettes for a newspaper piece. So uh, the worst job you ever had, talksport.com, text 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. They've had a, they've had a, a glut of injuries, haven't they, in they dancing have. on ice. They've had to postpone it this week while, while the old walking wounded get fit again. This is the thing. It's, it's, have you ever been ice skating pools? Uh, I'm not very good at it. Uh, got to put your hands in. Don't you? Fall over. Put your fingers I'm in. Just of losing a finger. Exactly. Are you, are you a good, Charlie? I'm no good. Would you I, do I, dancing on ice? I've been a lot. I, I used to go a lot in Plymouth as a kid. I liked it. Right. And there's one in Oxford now, but I am no good. I quite fancy the old uh, ice, ice uh, hockey, though. I quite fancy a go at that because I like fighting. <laughs> Would you be the enforcer? The bloke like sh- shakes the gloves off his it's head. It's good that, isn't it? In ice hockey, they let them have a fight. It's like, right, yeah. you just just get on with it, and then we'll, we can all get on with yeah. the game. They should let that in football. They should I, have that in football. I went and watched the game at Ali Pali many years ago. It was a kind of lower level game, and yeah. there was some people sitting in front of us, very proud of their uh, son who was playing in the game, <laughs> and they were saying, "Oh, that's our lad," and yeah. look at him, and, <laughs> and go on, Chris, whatever. But he was the enforcer, so was they he? went from "Go on, Chris, great shot." Five seconds later. It was, Knock him out, Chris. <laughs> and they were the whole family, the daughter. We're so proud. Mum and dad, they were so proud as he had this kind of, he was windmilling on the ice. Oh, that was the old thing, isn't it? I went, yeah. to, a, I went to a fight and an ice hockey match yeah, broke out. it does feel a little bit like that. Presents from grateful members of the public to Suffolk Police, Paul, yeah. have included a VW car engine, <laughs> a shot rabbit... And forty pounds of cheese. Really, this is like a seventies game show, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and the cuddly toy. Yeah, a shot rabbit. That was a bit of roadkill. That's not great, is it? The, great. the the Talksport Heartland would have been gutted this morning right. at the news that the Henley Royal Regatta looks like it's, it's been, off. Is it? it looks like it could be off because oh. of the virus. Uh, the the organisers have reluctantly decided that the rowing extravaganza cannot go ahead. Oh. Shares in red trousers have just dropped. <laughs> yeah, just, that, that's it. Such there'll be no red watching. trousers. Bought or sold this year. Never been to Henley. Oh, I've been. I live near Henley. Oh, okay. And you have to go round it during the regatta. Do you, actually, do you ever I'm, go? I'm, I'm pretty pleased. Put your red keks on and I've, pop, I've, pop down. I've, I've popped down there, but it's such a nightmare to park, Paul. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about you, but as I get older, I just interested. How am I going to park? Where am I going to? Yeah. How am I going to get out? How could, am I going to get home? Can you row down there? I mean, <laughs> well, I've got, a, I've got one of them inflatable uh, kayaks. Oh, have you? Yeah, I wonder if I could get there that way. Get much use out of that? <laughs> I've been on a river a few times, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, lovely. Okay. Do you not, fish from not it? Not fished from it yet, because okay. I'm not a not uh, experienced enough fisherman to not get my hook yeah. in the inflatable kayak. So that would be a disaster. Uh, no, another one of those sports uh, people whose name uh, gets you to go uh, dozzy. Uh, and it is the snooker player Barry Pinches. <laughs> does he? Barry Pinches. Does he? What's, what's, what's uh, Russell holding? Isn't it? For that. Yeah. <laughs> Barry. What's he? A snooker player? Barry Pinches. Barry Pinches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bigger trousers. Should grow up a bit, shouldn't he? Should stop doing it. <laughs> what kids do? They found John Gotti's wine cellar. Have they where? In New York. Okay. And, and you're allowed now to go and sit there and pay, spend the night. Drinking like John Gotti, like the mafia boss. Really? And just and there you can do that. How much you, how much you pay out. for the, the? I mean, you must. It can't be cheap. I would it's, not, it's not cheap. They haven't given a price. I think it's a, a price. <laughs> horse's head or something. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think it's something like that. Uh, Alan said we must do a show from there. I think uh, <laughs> him and Ray, I imagine him and Ray in John Gotti's wine cellar. That would be an interesting three hours. We should definitely put that down. Anyway, um, Guilty Syrupson. Um, we've got now and a uh, crepe Bellamy. I think we've done. Flat- I think Flapjack Wilshire. That's that's, that's no. That's that no idea. Pancakes. Nothing to do with pancakes. That's it. 
No more. No mess. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Charlie, lovely to see you. Thanks for having me, Paul. I appreciate it. You'll be back on Saturday, Saturday I'll take it. On Saturday, the game day warm-up with Max Rushton. Marvellous. And uh, Max will be with me tomorrow, and uh, Andy returns on Friday. Thanks for listening. If you can make it tomorrow from 1, great. If not, the podcast will be available at around 5 o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 